listening to the Woman of Strength podcast for the purpose-driven woman who has a yearning deep in her soul to serve the world. Presented to you by Ange Wilcock, creator of Evolutionary Model of Well-Being, Mindfulness-Based Storytelling, and The Raw Woman Project. A businesswoman on a mission for every human on the earth to feel enough. So welcome to another Woman of Strength podcast and Woman of Strength TV and another phenomenal guest I've got today. And I mean, all my women are special that I interview, but I love this woman. (laughs) She's incredible. Like, (laughs) she's half my age (laughs) and she's just doing some incredible things in the world. And I connected with her and I'll let you know who she is in a moment but I connected with her back in August I think it was a soul remembrance retreat and wow that was mind-blowing in itself but anyway before I get her to tell her story I just want to introduce you or say welcome to Colleen Gallagher welcome Colleen this is just incredible that you're here with me today I'm loving it Yes, thank you so much for using your expansive light and gifts to create something like this for stories to be shared. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, yeah, I just love it. It's incredible. So I'm just going to introduce Colleen to you and then we're just going to go on and, and hear this story and you're just going to be blown away by this young, incredible woman's story who I'm sure she's come here with an old soul. But anyway, so I'm just going to read it as I usually do. So. Um, Colleen is the CEO of Colleen Gallagher International. She is a cancer survivor, a businesswoman, coach, consultant, speaker, author, world traveler, millennial, and specialist in evolutionary mindset transformations. I mean, that, I just feel exhausted reading that. I mean, look at this long list of what she does and who she is. So her vision is to transform leaders and shift culture by passionately empowering individuals, companies, and leaders to improve connectivity and move into lifestyle careers. Colleen believes individuals deserve to live life with complete freedom on their terms, absolutely. And so she's devoted her life, and she literally has, um, to creating tools that empower individuals to step into evolving their mindset so they can transform their life and the world. Wow. So what an incredible introduction. (laughs) So, (laughs) So do you just mind, before we step into that, story of your journey of stepping into that woman of strength do you just mind sharing your age you don't have to but do you mind just sharing how yeah, old you are? So, so at this time I'm, I'm 24 yeah. and a couple of weeks I'll be 25 I mean oh gosh I just can't I mean yeah anyway so that has always blown me away when I met Colleen and she was telling me about what she does and what who she is and how she shows up in the world and I said how old are you <laughs> she told me and I was like Whoa, if I knew what you knew when I was 24. But anyway, let's, let's get into that. You know, how, where did that journey begin of stepping into this really, really powerful woman of 24? Yeah, and we're just beginning. That's the exciting I part. Know. Everyone gets to, to just begin. And so um, it all started, you know, in a very normal upbringing. I was born in Detroit, Michigan. And at the age of 14, I was diagnosed with cancer. And I was going for a layup, actually, in basketball practice, and all of a sudden, I couldn't breathe. And what happened from that space is there was a huge, like, 
thing in my throat. It looked like I had an Adam's apple. I have no idea how we did not notice. <laughs> and they said that you're going to need surgery right away. And I'd be on medication for the rest of my life. And that when I wanted to have kids, it'd be really hard. Whatever that meant to a 14 year old. All I knew is like, I'm going to have a scar. I'm going to be ugly. This is the worst thing ever. Like I can't deal with any of this. So the first surgery came and went and I needed a second surgery. So there's a lymph node that was wrapped in my jugular. So I had a second surgery that was a longer surgery and more kind of things going on with it. And what happened from that place is there was a time I was actually in the hospital. And when I was in the hospital, I was in the playroom and there was another little girl. And what happened is her dad yelled at her mom. And the dad yelled, the only reason we're in this position to not pay for our daughter's treatment is because you're a stay-at-home mom. Wow. And yeah, and what occurred to me, which I, I didn't realize and I wasn't aware, but two things imprinted on me. One, that you needed money to have love and one, that you needed money to not die. Yeah. So I basically went on this very money-hungry path that once I had money, I would have fulfillment. Once I had money, I would have love. Once I had money, like all my dreams would come true. And the one thing in the story that's really important is traveling has always been my savior. Like it's my passion for me to like function as a human being. And I didn't always know that, but um, I went to Michigan State, which is a college here and got a marketing degree. And I had internships since I was like 18. I was making a few thousand dollars a month, a lot of that time. And I was, you know, just living the life, like super excited and, you know, president of thing of my organi like organization and traveling to South Africa and the UK and, and Cuba, like all of these amazing things. And I graduated and I got a few job offers, but I took one where I was a sales engineer for a $23 billion company. So I was like, I want to be this woman in this male dominated field. Like, let's get this and let's do it. But I really wanted to travel. And this job was allowing me to leave Michigan. So I was able to leave where I was from and move to the West Coast in Arizona, then get promoted to Texas in the South, then move to Maryland on the East Coast. And I kept getting promoted, but I was more and more unhappy. Like I was in a really bad emotional abusive situation. I was doing drugs on the weekend recreationally. Um, I was, you know, really successful on the outside, mm -hmm. but I was so empty on the inside. And I always had a dream to live international. But I thought you needed a corporation to do it because the USA does not make it seem like it's very easy to live international. <laughs> and that was imprinted on me. So uh, I basically was at a moment in time and I was like, something has to change or I may not be here. And I Googled visas and New Zealand and Australia came up for $20 for one year visa. I never thought of New Zealand and Australia was like, oh, I can get my master's. So I was like, you know what? New Zealand's like earthy. Like it looks really good. So I decided New Zealand, New Zealand won. And I, I go to New Zealand, um, I ended up deciding I was going to leave my job and go to New Zealand. So I saved for three months, had anxiety attacks every single day, and I threw out 28 trash bags of clothes. Off I went with my suitcases across the world to New Zealand and showed up in New Zealand with my suitcases. Like, hello, New Zealand, how are you? I'm here, I've arrived. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Basically. And I got an Airbnb for a month. I scheduled a recruiting, um, like a, an interview with a recruiting agency because I wanted to go back to corporate because I wasn't sure what I wanted to do yet. Then four weeks, I manifested a job with a $400 million company. I moved to Wellington and I then decided I was going to be really committed and figure my life out with 300 hours of yoga and meditation. Wow.
And I then hired my first coach and I saw there was an entrepreneur retreat in Fiji and it's like all New Zealand entrepreneurs, but I messaged them. I'm like, I'm American. Am I allowed to go? And like, I got no response, but just book, book <laughs> <laughs> showed up. And that was like my first experience being around like people that are multimillionaires, people that are making a massive difference. And I'm like, oh, you know, like I just want to spread some love. I suppressed myself with money. I thought you had to have money to have love. Now, these people are making like massive difference in the world, making a lot of money. This thing, I was so freaked out. And I was like, and I'm, I, like, I wasn't a Kiwi either. So I'm like, oh my God, I don't, like, I feel so, two things I'm like super out of place. But I was like, you know what? I get to own this and, and go for it. And, and that was November of 2017. And after that retreat, I, Ended up, I was like, I, I go to the ocean to take a picture of the sunset when I was doing all the negative self-talk and all the things, and there was a heart that was around the sun. And I still have a picture of how the lens captured it. I was like, I've got to go all in. I'm going for it. And I left my corporate job January 2018. And since that time, I've been around the world twice. I came out with a book. I've had programs. I've helped so many clients. I'm getting speaking events, podcasts. I'm getting my master's in global technology and development. Like... It's just like the world gets to have more love and positivity and it absolutely starts with each individual seeing that they can rise up and create a beyond impossible life. Wow. I will, but what, you know, what, what is it apart from your passion, but what is it that drives you? Like, cause that's massive, isn't it? I mean, what you're doing yeah. right now from January to now, which is what, 10 months, what, what is it that drives you? Because originally it sounds like, you know, in, in hospital and going what you're going through, it was money that was driving you because that's mm -hmm. what you had a belief around. And that's obviously changed now. So what, what is it? What's that driving passion that you've got? I definitely feel, you know, there, there's one thing that I, I've shared before, but, you know, there's a time when I had a couple friends pass away from cancer and every single one of them said to me in a different way that, Colleen, there's a reason you're making it over me, which can really mentally mess with you, but I've really yeah. done a lot around it but you know I look at that and especially with my master's that I'm doing now I look at 80% of the world being in poverty living on less than 10 US dollars a day and I look at that and I see wow what a way what a world we can create with everyone to rise and what a world we can create with all the developed nations the people that have opportunities to actually do their part and to see that they matter enough and that they're living in an environment already that is so conducive to them rising like yeah. you can't not be driven to like wake up every day and like just go fall to the wall with that yeah yeah and it's it's uh, and it's really difficult isn't it to put it into i mean like trying to ask you to put it into words is hard i know because it is it's it's, it's a sense of something rather than something that you can vocalize it's something that's within you and and I think, you know, what you said, that, that must be hard or been challenging to get your head around, you know, the, those couple of your friends that died from cancer and yet they knew that this was not your turn. You had something bigger in the world that you needed to do. I mean, that, that must be an incentive too from that human perspective. I mean, that's, yeah, yeah that's incredible. Wow. I definitely like those moments, you know, I remember in those, you know, there was a big moment in my, in my life when I had that happen. And I was like, I can't believe we're like comparing lives right now. Like I couldn't believe like that was the point it came to like someone comparing their life with my life over like I got to live because of something that they didn't like that was yeah. you know, a profound moment. But you know, there's a lot of even research that I do now. And I look at people that are in some like, poverty or refugees areas that are creating like microfinancing for themselves off of banks and are, are utilizing 
and leveraging tools to create a better life for themselves, even though they didn't have that opportunity in the first place. And, you know, when I see that, like you said, when you see that with your heart wide open and you see how much you matter, like you see how much it gets crazy. The fact that we're even talking right now is, is insane. Like, you know what I'm saying? That if you're hearing this through whatever you're hearing this through, that is insane. Like yeah. that is enough to motivate you just to like, go do something epic. Like even if it's not on a large scale, like even if you're not the global person, you're like the coffee shop person or the, you, you know, the, the person that just takes walks and, and gives out food to the homeless people. Like maybe that is your thing, but yeah. just own it. Cause it matters so much. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. And we don't think, you know, we think we have to do something on a global scale to make a difference. And we actually don't. You know, it, it's something, it's the small things. It has that ripple effect, doesn't it? So, wow. Like, so, so, sorry, no, you carry on. What were you going to say? I was going to say, like, just an example I wanted to give to the audience, you know, of something that I really say is, you know, I, you know, I recently, for my, for my master's, I, I, I went to Arizona and I, I've traveled a lot through that as well. But, you know, there's a coffee shop that's right by me and the woman who, who owns it, I love her. Like, that's like, she, I, like, I go to the coffee shop and I don't even need coffee sometimes just to talk to her. Because I'm like, okay. I'm so curious about what's going on. How's her day? Like, my, I found a hair salon here. The hair salon, like, ends up giving me, like, a neck massage. Like, that stuff matters because it allows me to take better care of myself. But they truly love that. And that fills them up. And that's enough for them. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's great. You know, I, I think that don't ever discount that because that service that you're giving to maybe someone like me or, or maybe someone who, who has five kids and they're a stay-at-home mom and they're spending this with you, you are helping people massively. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's, sometimes it's just the, the very simplest things, like people that smile on, at you on the street, isn't it? Or they say good morning and you say good morning back. Or you're the one who says to them, you know, good morning, or I mean, I'll often see people down the street and I'll just say, wow, I love your shoes, or wow, what, what amazing haircut you've got, or, you know, or they've got the children with them, and I go, wow, what a beautiful daughter, because you make their day, and it comes from a place of heart, it's, it's not, it's just, you see it, and it's like, you want to say to them, wow, you know, this is amazing, what you, what you're wearing is amazing, you're amazing, or whatever it is, because it makes such a difference, it's incredible. Yeah, and we, and we get stuck with the big stuff, I think, don't we? We do get stuck in that, that big stuff. To be able to make a difference, it has to be big, and yet it, it doesn't at all. No. Wow. So what are some of the projects or some of the things that you're involved with at the moment? Do, you know, going around traveling, like you said, and having to speak um, at certain events. What, what, what sorts of things are they that you could share with us? Yeah, so I'm speaking at an event called Game Changer in D.C. on November 3rd. There's another event called Serve Your Way to Leadership that's in San Diego. Um, I'm getting ready for a mindset um, program that I have and also my next level of, of leadership of really using your impact to drive your income. Um, so those are my big things and, and then my thesis for my master's and just igniting freedom in people like the freedom exists like yeah, yeah. go live with freedom whatever that means to you like you know let's ignite that and let's get that going and, and, and let's be from a place of, of that so I feel it's really breathing life into that and it's really continuously getting the message out there because it's, it's been like 10 months but it's just you know phenomenal and, and just getting the message out there more and more for people to see that this can be your life very yeah. rapidly like very, very rapidly. 
yeah. So one of the questions I usually ask my guests, which I'm not going to, is, you know, if you could, if you could have a conversation with your 16-year-old self, what would you be telling her? But I think, you know, you're living, you're already living that. So I suppose really my question to you is, as your 24-year-old self, who's showing up big in the world already, what's, what's ad, not necessarily some advice, but what are some of the steps maybe small steps that people can take, women can take that want to step into this space. Because I know that nearly every woman that I've interviewed, nearly every woman that I interact with has this yearning deep in their soul to do something. But they're scared. There's fear or, you know, the mind just comes into it and tells them all these things. There's all that social conditioning. And so your 24-year-old self speaking to my 55-year-old self, <laughs> What would, you, what would you be saying? Because my, my audience is sort of 40, 45 plus generally. Um, women who really want to make a difference and they want to step into that place. They didn't know that 24, but, you know, they really feel it now. What, what would you be saying to them? Yeah, well, one thing I would say is you already have the courage that you need. Like, you already have all of the courage that you need. And one of my favorite exercises that I do when I get really nervous or there's like a next level leader that, you know, I'm, I'm talking on the phone with or someone's like on my live who I'm like, oh my God, that's like a, you know, a, <laughs> a great person. Um, you know, one thing I always say is connect the dots. So you never can connect them forward going backwards. So you really want to make an impact in the world and you're really ready to serve. You already have probably done this your whole life without you even realizing. So what I say is start to look at what's the next step you want to take. So if you're like, I just want to do a Facebook Live, start to look backward on your life of, okay, where have I spoken live before? Okay, where have people been like, whoa, that was crazy. Like, that was a lot. Like, I'm so, like, in a good way, I can't believe you did that. Look at those moments in your life and start them as building blocks because there's going to be enough building blocks there to see that you already have the courage and now you're just scaling it one more step. Yeah, that's, that is so true because like for me, I don't mind doing Facebook lives now, but when all that sort of started and people were out there and, you know, your coaches and mentors are saying you need to be out there doing this. And I was like, oh, I can't do that. But I had I have reflected back on my life, I mean, I used to be a keynote speaker um, when I was in my 20s, you know, in, in the UK and I'd forgotten <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. And it's like, I don't want to get on Facebook. I don't want to show up like that. And yeah, and so we, you know, I suppose I've been conditioned and, and we forget that. And then when we start, you know, looking back and going, when did I do this? When did I do this? When did I do this? Because when we're asked to do it now, or certainly in my age group, when we're asked to do certain things, it's like, well, I, I can't really do that. Because we, we do start comparing ourselves to, to the younger people out there who are rocking it like you. And it's like, but then, yeah, I've got, I've, got all that experience I've got all those skills I've done all of those things I've just forgotten <laughs> so exactly. thank, thank you for reminding me yeah, yeah. Like, and that's the thing it's just it's just restoring to your truth like there's not like anything that's new you know I, I even say you know New Zealand people are like oh my god Colleen how did you move to New Zealand you know like of course I was scared I had anxiety attacks every single day for three months like that yeah. it wasn't a joke like I was like hyperventilating like full-blown like oh my god am I a failure I'm gonna be all these things and you know the thing that that kept me is that I realized at that time I'd already been to like 23 countries or yeah. something like some crazy and I already moved to two USA states where I'd never visited before I literally showed up had my apartment planned with roommates and got there this was nothing new. This wasn't like a whole new thing. It was just yeah. on a larger scale. 
Yeah, and it is. I mean, I, I thank you for that. And I love you for that because you're reminding me of lots of things now, right at this moment. Because, yeah, like I moved to New Zealand. I mean, I'm originally from the UK. I moved to New Zealand, I don't know, 14 years ago, something like that. And it wasn't, it didn't feel scary. Like it, it was just, I knew I had to be here. I'd visited here before. It was my soul's calling. It was a place to come. And I just arrived all on my own and didn't know anyone, nothing at all. But I wasn't scared. And yet when it came to, you know, a couple of years back when it was like, right, I need to show up in myself and to the world, it was like, oh my God, that's so scary. And yet I can venture to the other side of the world. No, no. One. <laughs> um, yeah. And so it is, isn't it? It's really reconnecting to, we, we have everything that we ever need. It's always there with us and you just have to reconnect to that. So that's, that's an amazing advice. So thank you for that because I'm sure there's plenty of, yeah, my audience out there who go, wow, yeah, because when I was in my 20s, I did this. And when I was in my 30s, I did that. And you forget that stuff. You, you forget how powerful you already are. So, yeah. So come on then, share some more words of wisdom with yeah. us because I'm loving this. So many, but, you know, I just, I'm a really big believer that, you know, you're just an epic human being of crystallized light that's here to transform the world. Like, and even if you're like not in the way, like truly like resonate and like truly let that vibrate in your body. Like you are a crystallized light that is either always expanding or you're contracting. Yeah. And you have the choice to co-create with that. And you can choose to contract or you can choose to be like, numerous refugees or people that are in poverty using to use their phones to then have data to see how to get microfinancing and prove that they're worthy to repay their loans. Wow. You have the choice. That's what I'm saying is, is you yeah. have the education, you have the choice, you have the opportunities and you just are epic. Like you're more epic than you can even realize. And there's someone so waiting for you like that. I don't have your gifts. Like Anne didn't have your gifts. Like, you know, Tony Robbins does not have your gifts. Like only you yeah. have it and it's enough and it yeah. matters so deeply. And, you know, I'll even put this one on there because this, this is coming through, but you know, even when you look at economies, so let's say like, let if, if like financial stability was the way, right. Then why yeah. would there be 80% of the world in, in third world developing nations? Because the economy is creating developed economies. The center who just picked up what worked and, and removed it. And the developed world, would not be having the problem. But the thing is that it's social problems. And the thing is that social issues get fixed by people that are in a niche service. And we all can provide a niche service. And when you yeah. have a bunch of people doing that, that's what actually creates a stronger economy, which means yeah. that you can actually have your own responsibility to be responsible for the economy you're creating in your household. Yeah, and I totally agree with that. I mean, I think, you know, with my clients, when they talk about, you know, business clients and they're like, you know, what's my point of difference? because I have to find my point of difference. I said, your point of difference is you. You know, it, it's like you are you because you are unique. No one's walked in your shoes, you know. So you have so much as an individual to offer the world. And they're like, wow, yeah, I do. And it is, you know, it is very much about that, isn't it? So that's incredible. So thank you for that. Right, we've got a, we've got a couple of minutes left, and I know that you can fill that with something quite glorious. So what's one last thing that you would love to share with us? 
either about you, what you do, or just words of wisdom? What, what would that be? I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that piece to you. Yeah, I'm you know I'm dropping into it, and you know what I what I really feel is just have such compassion for yourself that you know you're getting the opportunity to take action now. Don't judge yourself for the lack of action earlier or the life that you've had until then. Show mm. compassion that you get the opportunity to act now. Yeah, that's yeah, that's so true. Wonderful piece of advice. Thank you. So how can my audience connect with you and follow you? Because I'm sure it's going to be many who want to follow you and go, what's this powerhouse doing next? So how, how can yeah. we do that? I love it. So I have my website, www.colleengallagher.co. Um, but I have my Facebook, which I think is uh, Facebook, and then colleen.gallagher111. Right. Or Instagram, which is Colleen underscore Gallagher underscore. Brilliant. Okay. And I'll put all those um, links under our interview so that, that women can connect with those. And do you have any um, free resources or anything like that that you can share with women so that they can go, oh, I just want to step into some of this space that Colleen's in? Yeah, I, I think if you go to my website, it's actually like hashtag uh, or forward slash free resources. I have like a, sh a short audio of how, three steps to shift to the limitless, thinking limitlessly. Um, I have like how to live a life with no regrets, like the five steps from my first book I wrote. Wow. I have evolutionary leadership and then the coaching method that I teach to. Wow. Okay. So, so it was a silly question to ask because of course you were going to have all of that because you're, you're stepping up and you're making a big difference in the world. So Colleen, thank you so, so much. And I can't wait to reconnect with you at Costa Rica because this, oh, it's going to be phenomenal. It's just going to be awesome. So I just want to, yeah, thank you from the bottom of my heart. This is, I've been so, I mean, I, like I said, I, I've loved all the interviews, but I was just so wanting to connect with you on this one because at 24 you are this powerhouse and your experience you know with cancer it's like it doesn't I'm not saying it doesn't make a difference in your world because it has it's made a massive difference but it's not something that you hold on to it's just like well it happened and you know it's just get on with life because life is precious and so it's, exactly. yeah it's such an amazing message so Thank you so much, my darling. <laughs> oh, bye bye. Bye. Andrew Wilcock.com, serving women to serve the world.